0: Old thirty-seven-year-old single Brandana can rearrange his keg and lantern schedule to make sure the pod gets fired right. off. It helps most right. awesome and commission. Welcome back, everybody, to the Most Awesome and Brandana Sports Podcast, coming at you as we always do. And we have a dynamite episode 90 for your eardrums. Guys, do us a favor. Subscribe. Leave five stars. Tell a friend. You know, Shoot us an email at mabsportspodcast at gmail.com. I am Brandana, and with me, as always, the seat to my Mason Rudolph, Most Awesome.
1: Ooh. That's right. I'm yeah. coming with those haymakers, baby. Yeah, baby. Nobody yeah. better lay their hands on my pod partner.
0: Don't let him tag him with me. Keep him away, most awesome.
1: That's right. I'm. These are fists of fury. I'm coming and bringing it. No three game suspension for me.
0: Uh, we got to be a little careful. I don't want to. You know, I want to get into. It. We got a jam packed pod. Yeah, we caught up a little bit. Maybe I'll flip it around. Yep. Maybe you'll hear some of in the intro. We'll see. Maybe not. Maybe you have no idea about most awesome's date night plans tonight. His actual date night ten year anniversary. All right, guys. We're doing "Rip from the Headlines." We're doing uh, Miles Garrett leading with the helmet. We're gonna hit the MAB inbox. We're gonna do the Neapolitan showdown. Top three things about the 1990s for our 90th episode. We're gonna do it. MAMa parenting tip. Vitiligo. A little serious tip. I'm gonna jump in. Talk about. Let's yeah. hear what Most Awesome has to say. Then we got an email. We're gonna close out with the Brandana Gambling Corner. We're talking what's the most tricky sport to bet. Spoiler alert. It's fucking all of it. And then we're going to finish as we always do with our MVP of the week. Ladies and gentlemen, you're our power. Starts now. Extra, extra, read all about it. an intro i still got it after all never left these you sir years. never but, left you all right brother rip from the headlines we are talking miles garrett leading with the helmet based on you know we got some interaction i want to say this real fast on our text thread we've done 90 episodes we've everything Stay. we tales from the frat used to be 35 minutes long this this pod is just changing. It's growing. It's I'm going to finally, once and for all, bury... Why are we talking about that this week, brother? Even though it took me so long to learn how to get all of the, that monosyllabic shit out of my mouth, it's over. So I'm just going to lead in. And it's just like, Miles Garrett, lead in with the helmet. What's your thoughts? Ooh, I'm just
1: going to real quick just pour a little out on the pod floor right here for you. <laughs> right, it's for gone, the death now. of why, we, why we're why talking about that today. Um, Yeah, so, I mean, it's obviously... Now I don't even know how to start the segment because I'm no, usually no just setting okay, here's,
0: up. Yeah, here's what went down. Uh, so we all saw it in the Monday <laughs> Night Football, Cleveland Browns, uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. If you're a sports fan, there's no way you yeah. haven't heard what the fuck's happening. Even if Bryant you're
1: Browns. not a sports fan, you probably caught it. You probably saw the highlight because it was pretty aggressive. Yeah, it's pretty, aggressive. I'm not yeah, gonna it's pretty lie. aggressive.
0: So let's say I think all the other points will come up until we rehash. There's a lot of ins, a lot of outs, a lot of ha- what have you. What Real have fast, you's? Uh, is this the worst thing you've ever seen on a football field, violence-wise?
1: Mm, no, I've seen a couple. I, well, I mean – I've seen some serious injuries. I've seen some knees like twisted the ways that they shouldn't go. Yeah. Um, The most kind of like malice, you know, with intention. Obviously, um, everyone was talking about Antonio Smith going at Richie Incognito. You got the Albert Haynesworth stomping in Andre Gord's head, causing thirty you know thirty stitches uh, in his in his dome there. Uh, Also, too, let's not forget about Andre Johnson and Cortland Finnegan. Oh yeah, sparring back and forth just. You know him dropping bombs on Finnegan.
0: Yeah. So here's the thing. I brought up uh, on my list was Indomik and Sue. Just, uh, just kind of in general. But he also has, yeah. he also has the stomp. So here's what separates it. There's a couple of things that separate it from me. It's uh, when a helmet's off, things just kind of feel different. And I, I, I think it's like it probably because yeah. it, it humanizes it for us a little bit as a viewer. Right. But it's also like, oh, your like head is exposed. And there's yeah. also like. Football plays get violent. That's why a little bit, I think, uh, didn't A.J. Green had the body slam? I think much to, like, your Andre Johnson. That's yeah. kind of, it almost feels like a play going too long. And that's why Inamkin Kinsu is different to me because it, it moves away from, oh, this play is just kind of carrying on and they're like, how far are they going to take this? To just like, oh, that's a violent act that just doesn't exist, like, on the football field.
1: Yeah, exactly. Andre, uh, or Albert Hainsworth on Andre Gord was like, that was intention to to maim the other yes. dude because his helmet came off and he stomped on his head yeah. intentionally same thing with on sue stomping on the are gro- on the knee on exactly. the groin you know all those things those are like intentional even i mean the antonio smith is suit is not as well publicized and what and only drew a one game suspension for him but he was he was swinging that helmet with what intentions. went what went down so him and Richie Incognito, uh, offensive lineman, defensive lineman, getting back and forth and kind of pushing and shoving, grabbing, yanking each other's helmet. Albert, or excuse me, Antonio Smith, the defensive lineman for the, the Titans, rips off Incognito's helmet, and then in kind of one sw- fail swoop kind of swings it back up at him. And it's, it's hard to tell. From the angle, it was, like, six or seven years ago, kind of caught him, like, maybe in the chin and the in the chest, but just more of a glancing blow didn't, like, knock him out. Not real, you know, yeah. uh, concussive, if you will.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, pretty dirty. And, like we said, like, the violence. That's why me, for, like, Indomitian Sue, like, and I fucking hate him so much. It's just all those mm. things. It's just, like, it's so... It's so obvious, and then afterwards trying to explain as just like, oh, no, I was, like, explaining it off like you didn't actually just fucking do what we all knew you did. Um, all right, brother, all the people involved, how long should they be suspended? How long will they be suspended? And I know we have the answers to some of that. Like, Pouncy is what, two games?
1: Three games. Three Pouncey's games. Pouncy's three yeah. games. Uh, Larry the Coward, Larry Joby, who came up and just pushed Mason Rudolph in the back, he got yeah. a game, uh, just kind of incident or escalating that incident um Mason Rudolph let's start also with him sure I also think he they missed the mark and they should suspend him for at least one game in his in his fracas because he does have some involvement in it we can we can unpack the the events of it sure but I think he does add to it by charging at uh Garrett and deserves something for you know continuing a skirmish that was uh, I... could have gone. Could have been broken up.
0: Yeah, I hear what you're saying, but isn't this difference between, like, deserve something, like, are we just suspending him because it is kind of the, you know, the catalyst, the inciting incident that caused the rest of this, where if that, if what Mason Rudolph did in a vacuum happened, it would be like, yeah, warrant maybe a 15-yard flag, but it shouldn't be suspended. Like, are we kind of retroactively fitting in a suspension now just because of the melee that took place and it's like, oh, well, Mason Rudolph should be in on this because he caused it to happen. Where I look at what Mason Rudolph actually did, and I see that on the football field, you know, like every week, right? Yeah,
1: going, yeah, you see guys going back at it, but once they're usually separated, you know, that's that that the the incident where him pulling the helmet off and tugging on on Garrett's helmet and even getting getting the skirmish back and forth, that was that was fine where it was. It was then when he gets back up, and then charges back into the fracas. I mean, it's. I mean, why? Why does Larry Ogunjobi get a get a game suspension for, you know, pushing Rudolph in the back? Yeah, isn't? Aren't those on a relatively like equal standard
0: for I, I, I think fight so. escalation? I, I think. I think you're right. So I'm saying I wouldn't suspend him for the. You know doing the inciting incident, but you're right. No. Like, like once it kind of reaches that level and refs are throwing like their hats because they're out of flags and you're jumping back right. in the pile, then it's just like, yeah, you're kind of, you're part of the entire group that's getting suspended. suspended right.
1: You, you, your offensive lineman is separating bow, 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 from you. Protection.
0: Right now. This is this episode dedicated to Marcus Pouncey. It's my you. boy.
1: Yeah. And then Pouncey, obviously he comes in there defending his dude. Yeah. We all get it. But also it It was excessive, like the hitting and punching and then kicking him while Garrett's down, while another offensive lineman, David DeCastro, is on top of Miles Garrett. That's one of those things where that's where that's excessive, right? I get the wanting to defend your dude. I'm all for it. I'm all on the side of like, you got to protect your guys. But then it becomes like also a kind of dangerous aspect as well, too, because what if Garrett's helmet was off? Is he stopping the kicking? You know what I mean? Is he stopping the punches?
0: Yeah. I the think, guy's on top of him? That's a good point. Like, I always, like, I don't freak out about this shit. Like, just looking at it, I'm just like, oh, they have on helmets and pads. So it kind right. of seems like you're watching, you know, people spar in, like, a boxing gym and just <laughs> put on a bunch of pads, and they're just kind of, like, going out. But sure. maybe, maybe that's they made this wrong thing. Um, yeah, so I'll go with that. So let's go with the main offender, Miles Garrett. How right. long will he, how long should he be suspended?
1: and we we kind of talked about this on some text threads like i think the indefinite tag is just you know the nfl has has a bit of a history of just yeah. kind of reading the room and trying to see like well what does everyone think we should do yeah, before point. we levy a suspension a great point. and 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 i think they're i think it's the right thing to do quite honestly cuz they're kind of just trying to figure everything out it's it's different than a lot of the other incidences that we talked about it was a nationally televised game it's front and center it's a thursday night game everyone's paying attention to it Um, we've never quite seen anything like that happen with you know somebody trying to maim another person like that um to that level and so I think honestly I think somewhere in the eight game range six to eight games Albert Hainsworth got five games for the Andre Gord uh uh stomp I, I think somewhere in that six to eight feels right to me and I think eight is the the right number I think the, the rest of the games for this season and then just two into, the, into next season or if they happen to make the playoffs, um, the playoff games.
0: Yeah, so um, let's not worry about the playoff games. I'll right, say right. that. Exactly. <laughs> well, not, <laughs> they're technically not eliminated, so I can't uh, not Sure, say that. sure, sure, sure. He's but. just like, you know what? Like here, you know, uh, just eliminate me from the Super Bowl. I won't play in that game this year and it'll all be fair. Like, <laughs> the Pro Bowl, does that count? <laughs> yeah, you ain't playing for other reasons, brother. Uh, yeah, I think this might... Actually, fall in a nice little sweet spot and just um, kind of settle itself on the fact that the Browns have what uh, seven games left.
1: Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, they're they're six and or four and six right now, so six games left. Six games left.
0: Uh, yeah, I just I I think it's just it's really convenient to just be like rest of the season. So I think you know uh, yeah. two weeks from now they'll just be like out for the rest of the season, and it it seems fair like you know swinging a helmet at a guy without a helmet on. Uh, yeah, that's nuts. But uh, I'm not going Troy Aikman on this, like the most barbaric thing I've ever seen. Like, I, we, we don't need to go to court about assault. It's just it, way too long. He lost his school. He seems apologetic, which I, I'm not forgiving his actions, but that, sure. you know, we've seen other things where players haven't been apologetic, where it's just like, oh, shit, well, this ain't helping the cause. Uh, and he's yeah. owning up to it, unlike an and Sue. And it's just like, yeah, he he lost his school. I think he gets it and just let's end the season without it.
1: Yeah, and Miles Garrett had genuine remorse like you know you you have you sometimes where guys apologize and it doesn't feel like it's it's real or i'm just saying this because i need to say this miles garrett i think genuinely realized it and just had a a split moment of just losing his composure and just forgetting kind of what's going on and was fed up you know if you and then and and here's the other thing too it's hard to look at that game or that incident just in a vacuum let's also not forget the the kind of ramping up and escalation in that game itself Right, it was pretty chippy. There was two guys that got lost to concussions. Lots of penalties, you know, in that game. Penalty yardage on that game, and you know, the, the they're two rivals that go at it. I mean, even like I, I just remember a couple scenes where like T.J. Watt and Kareem Hunt were John back and forth, like really kind of heated back and forth in the middle of like the third quarter. Guys were getting after it. Demarius uh, Russell got kicked out of the game uh, for for. Uh, knocking out Deontay Johnson in the game on a, just a you know egregious hit, so like I think all that stuff gets factored into it as well too. It's a physical game, and it just kind of escalates the emotion of it.
0: Yeah, I think that's a great point. I do. Can I dog ear this real fast? I want to talk yeah. about this. I want to talk about the proper way to suspend players with leading for the helmet. With I'm not trying to be punny on this. Like I legit have a thought on this that I want to bring up okay. to real fast. Before that though, uh, you're absolutely right. And I think if you watch it again, uh, the only thing that's that is not the only thing. The thing that's egregious that warrants suspension, you know, that goes down in like, you know, three or four seconds. Takes out the right. helmet, swings it a couple of times. And the rest of the shit is just kind of, you know, people jumping in, people shoving back and forth. Him being like right. pulled back to the end zone and laid down upon. So it wasn't like it, it's not him. It's no malice in the palace. I'm even to bring that up. It's not comparable, but you know, it's not this ongoing thing where he's jumping up in the stands. He's like, "Who's fucking next?" You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just it's this flash of thing that does line up with what you're saying with his just like kind of losing your cool. All right, real fast before we get out of the segment, why does this happen? You leave with the helmet, you concuss someone. Why are you not just out as long as they're out?
1: Ooh, this is an interesting twist on it, tying tethering the concussion protocol to. The, yeah. The
0: yeah, exactly. It's just like you you let at the helmet. You cause the concussion because I it's actually I was thinking about it during the Brown Steelers game and I think I've heard this idea before. I'm not trying to claim that it's mine. I just sure. maybe it's something that I thought would kind of catch on and just hadn't like it just makes sense if you're flagged for it and you get the 15 yards for leading with the helmet. The other guy goes out like you're on the bench. You're just out. Until he comes back. You know what? You do that for any personal foul. If, like, you go low on Tom Brady and he's out for the year, you're out for the year. If you if it's flagged, if I'm not saying it's accidental, but if you're flagged as just, like, breaking the rules, unsportsmanlike conduct, or roughing the passer, a, a targeting, it's not called targeting, and pros leading with the helmet, whatever, sure. then you yeah. are out as long as, you know, the player that you did damage to is out.
1: Yeah, I kind of like... I, I like the leading with the helmet. I'm not necessarily, like, the Bernard Pollard-like... You know, they created that rule so you can't go low on the quarterback. What did he get
0: did he get flagged for that though?
1: He did get in the game. Oh, I don't remember I don't think, that I don't was a think while ago. I don't think he did, but then that created a whole rule sure, nah, based on yeah, that. Nah, where, yeah. where where, you know, so uh where you can't go low on quarterbacks. But um I I'm more I, I actually like the leading with the head or like the you know, the defense's player. Like Juju Schuster Smith got knocked unconscious, and that was just kind of like You know, guy getting tackled, another guy coming in to tackle, and the positioning of the helmet, they cracked helmets. That's going to happen. We can't legislate against that. But what Demarius Randle did was he targeted. He went after and kind of missiled at his head. Um, Brandon Merriweather, if you remember the safety for the Washington Redskins, was like just coming head steam, had a lot of personal foul issues like that. Vontez Burfecht, that's why he got kicked out this past season. Those guys, when they are just when they are kind of compacting their themselves and trying to make a torpedo into somebody's head, i, I that's where I think it's the most like applicable in, in, in that case because i don't want to i don't want to be fearful of somebody like well i get tackled and then i might lose six games if somebody or my what happens if the guy gets ended it and sent out for his career am i <laughs> yeah. done too
0: yeah i i don't know i think about it so let's take it yeah. I, i'm not trying to ask for the farm here one step at a time let's go with you lead with the helmet you get flag 15 yards uh even after the review and it's unnecessary you're out until that guy comes back make it a rule let's make this a campaign bro i'm behind there this. you go i like it i'm into it All right, but look can, at I, that. can i really can i get real
1: just just 30 seconds to shit all over the browns real quick
0: absolutely
1: yeah fuck yeah because i really think like i was reading this and and i think this whole brown season and this incident with miles garrett miles garrett was a pretty seemingly you know like nice guy young guy and they they were coaching him up they wanted him to be more aggressive he's had more personal fouls and more penalties than he's ever had this year and it just all stems. I just look at the culture of the organization of the Browns, yeah. and I just think it's just a steeping pile of dog shit. It's really not good. You've got, you've got Freddie Kitchens, who's a terrible coach. Not good. They have the most penalties in the league, yep. 112 penalties. Then you kick it up a notch. You've got John Dorsey, who is a shitty GM, mm-hmm. who values uh, talent over character you, that's why you, they, they drafted Antonio Calloway out of Florida, the wide receiver, who they cut just moments before that Thursday night game. He also, you know, shittily cut J- uh, Jeremy Macklin when he was on the Chiefs via voicemail. Like, this guy's a shit bird as well, too. And then you've got the owner, Jimmy Haslam. Let me drop some of these stats on you since he bought the team in 2012. 31 and one, that's his career record, six head coaches, five GMs during a seven-year-ish span. It's systemic within the culture and the organization of the Browns, and I'm not actually surprised that we haven't seen more of this coming out of that. They're they're just a terribly run organization, and I think, and I'm not excusing or absolving Miles Garrett for as part of it, but it is definitely like it's well within their culture purview for them to act this way when no one is held accountable and they they value uh, seemingly, you know, everyone gets away with everything and we're trying to, you know, they hired Greg Williams who was part of the bounty gate. I mean, he was one of the interim head coaches during that. Yeah. So it just, it just speaks to – It's on brand. I, yeah, it's on brand. I mean, it's just – I don't know. I'm just – I was looking at it and going, let's connect the dots. There's a through line to this. Why is this happening with this organization and doesn't happen with other
0: organizations? Yeah, I think it just shows you too. It's just like that – you know you can't just there has to be some sort of code some sort of just mission and have everybody on board as cheesy as it is you know like winning the locker room and everybody would be on the same page like they're just not and i'm you know i i know like it was baker mabfield for a while we're retiring that he's just back to baker mayfield like i'm yeah you've been demoted sir Yeah, any guy that's just like more concerned about like what facial hair like walking in to the press box after locked like even if you did like even if you are superstitious like that you got to be smart enough to know how the media is going to take that, that your head's just on the right. I'm not busting as nuts about all the, like, get paid. Do all the promos you have to do. It doesn't mean your focus isn't on the game, but it's just like, I don't know, there's a little thing, like, after that first touchdown, like, just the way he was, like, celebrating and stuff, and it's just like, look at the fucking record, brother. Like, you need to be, like, less about just like, ah! I mean, I, I like the fire, but more of just like, we got a long way to go. This is step two of like a fucking hundred mile journey. So I'm just going to like right. stay focused, like, and act like I've fucking been there before.
1: hundred percent. And I think it's, I think it starts top down. I think you've got guys that are not bought in to a collective team. They are individuals who are the second that they get a little bit of um, success. That's all that they become focused on. And we see it all the time. We see it all the time with the Browns and it's it's something that I just wanted to bring up and like I said I'm not I'm just not surprised I actually like Miles Garrett I think he's a really nice guy I think he's actually a pretty mild-mannered dude and if you look at his history his three years in the league this year he has had more he, he hasn't had any he's never been fined or penalized for any of this stuff he's had three obviously the third one being the biggest one Uh, Issues like that and it's his offensive or defensive line coaches specifically said we want him to get meaner we want him to get more aggressive yeah well with without you know uh, Kevin Clark had a great article on the ringer and he quoted Vince Lombardi and talked about the controlled violence of football and like walking that specific line and it's a very fine line and when you have a lack of institutional control throughout the Browns organization it's hard for guys like a Miles Garrett to find that line. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm, again, I'm not trying to excuse him. I'm not, I, I really am not. It's, he, he lost his mind, but it's, it speaks more to the, to the whole organization uh, more so than anything. Cause there's plenty of opportunities for these guys to go out there and do that shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. But then, you know, yeah. All right. Well, um, I'm good. I got, I got it off my chest.
0: You got it, bro. Good, man. That's what we're here for on behalf of the no Thank you for bringing it up. And on behalf of the Nomabers for the Hour of Power, we're skipping the inbox. It's high noon, motherfucker. Bring us to the jam. So let's leave it alone.
1: Because we can't see eye to eye. There ain't no good guy. There ain't no bad guy. There's only you and me and we just disagree.
0: Ooh, ooh, ooh. All right. Neapolitan Showdown: Best things about the 1990s. This is. Why are we uh, talking
1: about this today, Brandon? Oh, sorry.
0: <laughs> Did it was bring that back. We were just wanted to get it in somewhere. it for 15 minutes. Um, this is why I, I don't. This is pretty wide open. There's a lot of angles you could go. Like I thought about little. A lot of angles. You could make it personal, like the best thing that happened to you in the 90s. So You could talk about the decade, the best things that came out in the 90s, like the best benchmarks. Mm-hmm. It's just. It's all over the place. You can retroactively do it, like nostalgia. To me, when I hear the word nostalgia, I think of the nineteen nineties, nineteen ninety to nineteen, probably ninety eight ish, nineteen ninety nine kind of. Ninety
1: nine, you're like, you're that was that was just Y two K. Yeah, you're yeah. Ninety
0: nine is just in the in the past, but nostalgia. Yeah, yeah. Right there in the '90s. That's what I think about. Uh, which way did you go? Let's just get let's get out of the gate. What were you thinking as you're kind of putting together your list?
1: Yeah, I definitely went with combination of myself. And, you know, the things that made me feel good about the 90s or when I was when I was looking and just trying to kind of find and get the get the ideas percolating in my brain as to what could be on my top three. Sure. Um, The things that resonated with me in the moment and like brought me back to that specific time, much like an old song. You're like, oh, I remember where I was when I was listening to that song. That's how I kind of felt with this topic. So that's that's I'm going way on the nostalgia tip.
0: Oh, I like it. Uh, I want to guess on your list. Tub Thumpin'. By Chumbawamba. Where do you got that?
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, it definitely was. I I definitely on my my conso bracket. Sure. Talk, talking about that, but uh, it was good. You know, let you get your whiskey drink, get your vodka drink. <laughs>
0: it does, man. Uh, all right, out of the gate uh, at the bottom of my list, uh, number three, I had getting cable. That yeah went that's down a big in the nut. that was a i mean you were time traveling it was just it was a different thing i remember it was hitting everything i got some it was nickelodeon i am talking about that like that came to cable like that was super early 90s uh you would have cable sometimes they would do like the free like previews like you'd have disney channel for like five days and just those were the glorious
1: things that's like when you saw and you're like oh shit I'm, like, already six hours in on this free preview. i got to catch yeah. up, man. i got to load up on some Disney.
0: Absolutely. And it was just like, I can't go to school. We have free Disney for six days. I'm going to throw one of those <laughs> days away and fucking go to class? Right. Never. Right.
1: I'm going to learn more from Mickey Mouse than I would ever my Mrs. Mrs. Rogers. Yeah. You know what I mean?
0: I love the little under thing that came with cable also. is was just, like, uh, just got, it, like, the – You know, the black market of offering the cable guy, like, free cash to get, like, the premium channels. Do you remember the premium channels? I thought it was, like, a – was it a CO2 cartridge? I don't know why I am remembering. I have a memory of, like, a CO2 cartridge-looking thing that you screwed on the back of the TV, and all of a sudden you had fucking HBO.
1: Yeah, you're 100 right. You're 100% <laughs> right. It literally was like you would crack that back box open yeah. and squeeze it on there, and it just like, boom, the like H- the gateway was open. It's like another dimension now. H- I have HBO and Cinemax.
0: Fuck yeah. Nuts. Uh, I remember, oh, so dog your Cinemax, because this is all kind of, I mean, we are, Ooh. this is going to be. That's later a, in the 90s for a more thorough, mature brand, Anna. Thorough list. <laughs> uh, I do remember, like, I just get, I remember. My mom's boyfriend, like, shimmying up a power line to get us, like, free cable. I, I mean, there's no way that guy's alive anymore. Like, I was, like, yeah. just doing things. Like, I just <laughs> – it was kind of – I just but pour pour,
1: hit, pour some out in <laughs> front of the patio for him.
0: <laughs> Whatever his name was.
1: Right, right. Uh, Oh, man, that's a real DIY project right there. It's I It's like, know, fuck man. it. The guy won't take my well, 50 he, bucks. He kind of Doing co- it myself. He kind
0: of looked confident, and even – I was, like, fucking, like, at 8 – Nine, and I was just like, there's no way this guy fucking knows what he's doing. Like, I watched this guy put down, like, eight bush lights. Like, I am not confident this guy knows what's going on. <laughs> he grabbed eight bush lights and then grabbed, like, a butter knife and a screwdriver and just started climbing up this wooden power pole in Topeka, Kansas. Of cable. No fucking way. He had no love idea what was it. going on. The last thing I will admit. let's just do a little on the rated R tip. There's a little bit of watching Cinemax after dark through the squiggly lines. I don't know if you For did that, For sure. Bro. I don't know if you even, did
1: that, bro. Even when, you've, when they started having, like, the pay-per-view, like, sex channels. Yeah. Like, really getting deep in there. It's, like, 12 o'clock. All the lights are off. Mm-hmm. Parents are passed out or sleeping. Yeah. And I'm just trying to get that squiggle tit going, like, <laughs> just trying to see it, man.
0: Oh, oh, man. Please don't forget to hashtag squiggle tit this. <laughs> uh, all, right. all right, bro. What's on your, your third rung?
1: My number three. Much more family-friendly than <laughs> squiggle tits. Sure. I'm going with with America's Funniest Home video. Oh, yeah. There's nothing more 90s. And I get it for all those fucking dorks out there like, oh, it started in 1989. I get it. Sure, yeah. But. Like the heyday, the Bob Saget heyday. I, I love how you have the. Se- I
0: love how you can defend yourself. Like you have the seasons ranked. It's just like it didn't really start coming together until about right. season three. Ninety-two <laughs> peak. Was I think like 90,
1: 93, They actually gave away the hundred thousand dollars, <laughs> but I'm not. I'm not sure. <laughs> like Bob Saget, nothing. Nothing made me feel more right on sunday when they moved it to sundays i think it was i think it was on fridays and then eventually got moved to sundays i don't know when but like the anxiety of school coming yeah was totally calmed by bob saget in america's funniest home videos getting a little dirt dinner action on then watching somebody get you know smacked in the nuts with a (laughs) wiffle ball it's fucking it was great um do you have... Do you remember America's... Did you watch America's Funniest Home Videos? Yeah, yeah, were yeah you a family I family that subscribed?
0: I remember... I remember... Uh, yes, we, we were into it. I, it's funny you bring up this Sunday anxiety. Like, I do remember... I think it was, like, afterwards you'd be like, all right, now I have to start my homework because it's, like, Sunday at, like, fucking 8 p.m. And I got to get this shit off. I was... And then it was... It had its... Sp- been off like America's Funniest People. And then I, I think yeah. I remember like a puppet or like the Jackalope. The Jackalope thing, right? There's like a. Bunch oh, of yes, funny
1: the Jackalope. It. it was like a bit within that, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. That was that. And they, they got a little campy. They got a little whatever. And I mean, Bob Saget's is still the best one. Vic DeBona you know created a masterpiece my favorite one i do you you remember the guy that faked when they were working on a light socket and faked like he got electrocuted oh no that one stood out to me oh this was a great one and then the softball guy who goes to make a catch at the fence and then flips over it and then his gets his pants yanked off by the fence oh yeah remember that yeah i feel like i do remember that classic ones that's a classic one and then like i said dad's and their kids playing like you know softball or t-ball one millions, litany of ones getting hit in the in the, in the crotch
0: unbelievable Well, because i remember as it got like further down the road it got a little bit to where you would watch it you'd be like that's fucking fake that's fake yeah, yeah you know what i'm saying that's like, yeah that was kind of like the that was kind of the is that the genesis for fucking youtube that's kind of like youtube
1: for sure it like is. It, I just—it's so weird that you said that because I was starting to think about that. I was like, oh, because there was—I was watching some old like seasons just to kind of re up on it, and there was a lot of like people turning in their little home movie yeah. skits, like actual like little scenes, and I was like, what the fuck is this? I don't remember that at all. I just remember like the raw, like you know happenstance like just caught lightning in the bottle and just saw you know like grandma drunkenly falling down the hell like stuff like that you know yeah but i don't remember there was a there was a small element early on of guys you know and women putting their little own skits in there and trying to send it into and i was like oh that's a little it's a little you know uh pre you know youtube followers that's and, and crazy all that stuff.
0: if you told us then oh man mind blower if you told us then, it's just like there'll be an actual like well first of all you'd be like there will be an internet I'll be like what? What are you talking about? Right. And then it's like Amen. on there like people will upload their own videos and they'll have a you pod your- you'll have a podcast it'll be 90 episodes deep and people will love it I'll be like bring me to the future I love what I'm hearing. I <laughs> uh,
1: love it. Perfect. Uh how you score that?
0: Uh oh yeah, score. I got to get back to the score. All right, I'm going to give myself getting cable. I think you slipped the guy two $20 bills. That's really expensive back then. I think you gave him one That is. Yeah, yeah. yeah 20.
1: 120 and then you get the to- begrudgingly give them a 10
0: uh all right i'm gonna i'm gonna give so i'll give my 20 for the tip on cable and then i'm gonna give nice. you i think uh the prize was one hundred thousand. i think you said dollars
1: the big the biggest prize
0: yes but a show prize had a 10 grand i will do that that's more it will do 10 grand for show prize. 10 there grand you, i like it I like all it. right 10 grand to 20 um all right my number two i have t g i f Ooh. I love it. I love this. It's hard to remember a Friday night where it was like, I can't wait to get home to watch just two straight hours of just good 30-minute commercial-filled sitcoms. But there was a time, and it lasted. I mean, it had a great run. It rotated shows in and out, some of my favorite shows of all time. Uh, Here's a quick rundown. I will do this right now. I just want to say our boy, Jay Moore, from episode – Yes. Don't remember – but he was on the pod. We'll get him back for the hundredth. Uh, he had Camp Wilder, which showed up on TGIF for I think last season. Uh, but we were talking Full House. We're talking Boy Meets World. We're talking Family Matters. Hanging with Mr. Cooper. Perfect Strangers. Dinosaurs. Step by Step. Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Home Improvement. Just to name a few. Or that might actually Oof. be oh, all. It's pretty close. Yeah, Home Improvement was my jam. Oh 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 oh. Oh yeah. Also, <laughs> they, uh, it's the it's Michigan show, right? It's yeah. set in Detroit, for <laughs> yeah. sure. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Totally okay. up my, like, it felt like it was speaking to me. Jonathan Taylor Thomas, the other two idiots. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wilson, the neighbor. Wasn't it Wilson?
0: Wilson, yeah. Yeah. Well, that and then, uh, what's that? Always Behind the Fence, right there. Just yeah, yeah the Always Behind
1: impression. the Fence. And then uh, uh, Pamela Anderson is hey. the his bunny or whatever on the show. And then the other had the other brunettes piping hot chick. Um I loved it. But I also was big into step by step.
0: I love step by I was gonna ask you to like uh quick off that list. I'll give you my top three, give me yours. I um Boy Meets World, my jam. Step yeah. by step, absolutely my jam. And then the third spot would probably be uh I did oh uh oh it'd definitely be Family Matters. I enjoy Family, Family Matters, Matters yeah. a lot. Even though like yeah. I, now some of those feel unwatchable. Like if you made me watch Home Improvement, I'd be like it's it's hard to picture, like, my parents laughing at Home Improvement. No slam on my parents. I don't think they're listeners of the pod. But it's <laughs> just, like, it. co- I, I guess com- comedy does change. But I mean, right. like, I like I can get how Home Improvement would be funny to, like, like an 8-year-old. But just, like, like, all these, like, little voices. It's just, like, oh, I can't. I can't. <laughs> I'm cringy, yeah, brother. I'm cringy. It's pretty
1: cringy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you do realize, like, you know, Much like Ray Romano before him, that was like Tim Allen's bit. Like Tim Allen did that on stage, and yeah. adult men and women yeah. rooted for him, and then he yeah. got a show. Yeah, yeah. So I, I'm not going to shit on Tim Allen. All uh, right. I love Tim Allen. Went to Western Michigan. All right, slow high down. High Don't school. put me over on this yeah, shit yeah, yeah. on All Tim right, Allen. Right. All right, you know, Galaxy but...
0: Quest, great movie. Still holds up. There you go. <laughs> right.
1: But I do like Step by Step. Everyone yeah. was in love. I love Stacey Keenan on that show, the blonde, the, the, the middle daughter. Middle She's daughter. on My Two Dads. <laughs> yeah. And then yep, uh, yep, yep. I will go Family Matters, uh, Reginald Vell Johnson, Oh Steve So we have the
0: same three. Yeah, we have the Basically. same
1: three. You had, well, you have Boy Meets World. I didn't have uh, that. Really. That's right, yeah. See, Boy Meets World was a, little bit old, like, was a little bit later in the 90s for me. Yeah. Like Full House and, and Boy Meets World uh, were more squarely in, in We generation than, than mine. Even though I know Full House is on me, but,
0: yeah. you know. That's fine. Get him on the pot. Give me another yeah, Dawson. Yeah. Give me whatever Dawson can relate to what the fuck I'm talking about.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Number two for me. I am going with the 1996 Summer Olympics. <laughs> this was in a fucking Atlanta. What? First off, we had everything in there, right? We had a mini uh, terrorist attack, if you remember. Yeah. Um, well, let's let's find it. So we had Dream Team 2, the repeat of the dr- first Dream Team. Penny, Shaq, all these guys run out there. Dream Team T. It, yeah. Let's not forget it was in fucking Atlanta, too. Like, all right, yeah. shout out Atlanta. Let's go, hot Atlanta. Remember? <laughs> The magnificent seven, the, those girls, those gymnast team right there that won. Carrie Strug doing the fucking flip with the and then broken arrow sticking it with the broken air. Yeah, yeah and Bella That's Caroli wild. and being like, You can do it. That's wild. Yeah. Fucking awesome. Shannon Miller, Dominic Dawes, uh to him a few. And then my boy, because I ran track in high school. Ooh. Michael Johnson. Yeah. First guy ever. I think still is the only guy ever to run the two hundred and the four hundred, win golds in both broke a record in the two hundred, nineteen thirty two. 1932 i still remember it had the gold rocking the gold, gold shoes, shoes. Remember the gold shoes. Yeah. fucking that's amazing good. the 96 olympics was fucking hyped bro yeah. like it was exciting i loved it uh i always loved the olympics and it was a great way to hey we started off rocky with a pipe bomb finishing with gold shoes fuck yeah let's go no, USA. That's,
0: no that's good actually you did it you did it in the right order like it would have been just kind of to close with the terrorist stack would have been the wrong order to right, do right. That. Uh, The gold shoes. Yeah, that's a good point. Like that dream team, everybody was stoked about it. Uh, yeah. I remember those Olympics. All right. Uh, oh, real fast. Okay, I want to ask you about this. So just tell us non-track athletes. 200 and 400, why don't people run both of those? Is it like two different distances? Is it like different skill set? Yeah, it's, or you it's just much too. So- you're too wore out because they're like back-to-back or something.
1: Uh, it, I don't really know how they, when they run them, it is, it's hard for people to be, because usually it's the guys that run the 100s and the 200s yeah. are much more sprinters. Yep. 400 has just a, a wrinkle element because it's once around the track, has that endurance level that most guys who excel at the 100 and 200 mm. don't have the gas to go. Yep. Michael Johnson kind of was weird. I always thought Michael Johnson was much taller. I thought he was like six four. I thought he was kind of like Usain Bolt before Usain Bolt, mm-hmm. but he's not. He's not that tall. He's well, he's like six one or two. Uh, and right now, he still coaches a lot of sprint athletes, like football athletes, for their forties. Like he's got a whole thing for that. But um, I'm going off topic. But he was just a totally unique athlete in that. Like he had a very up, much up and down running style. Much more. You know, usually the 100 guys were really like compact and small. He was like kind of this, you know, gazelle, like long and angular. It was he was really amazing to watch.
0: Love it. Okay. Uh Michael Johnson ran the four hundred in forty three point one eight seconds. It's fucking flying, so, bro. I think yeah, that's really, really quick. I remember um when I did join track, they were like, run that four hundred, let's see how fast you are. And then they were like, Don't worry about running the four hundred anymore. That's oh, how that went down.
1: Yeah, yeah. I ran I ran a 400 leg in high school and like I came around the corner
0: and they were like it's not the 200. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, like oh shit, I got a half... long way to go. Yeah, that's yeah. a man, That's a lonely spot on the track. Uh, all right, we'll give you 43.18 and then TGIF is back to back to back to back half hours. That's a uh, 120 minutes of great quality program. So our hmm. total score going into the last top spot is 140 to Got a little ground to gain. What do you got for your top spot, bro?
1: Oh, I'm going to go with just the peak of home gaming systems. Mm. I felt like the 80s was very much dominated by arcades and you going to someplace. Then slowly and surely we got Nintendo, but then all of a sudden now we had competition. Super Nintendo, Sega Genesis, Sony PlayStation, Game Boy, Boy. Nintendo 64, all of these now. It's like like a a Dreamcast.
0: Was that a thing? When we making that up?
1: Dreamcast, the Cube, like all this shit coming out. You know what I mean? Even like Sega tried to get in and out with their like handhold, you know, I I forget what their handhold thing was. It, It was very, very short. Yeah. You know, Game Boy Color. I think I already said that, but it was like. It was such like a war. It was like a war for my attention. Yeah. You know, I was squarely in the Nintendo camp. Then I got pulled over to Sega Genesis, partly because they had the great Sega Does, Nintendon't ad. Do you remember that ad? No. Oh, my God. It was a great ad. I'll I'll
0: say that it's close. It's not (laughs) quite there. It's close. Sega Does, Nintendon't. It's yeah. not quite. It's, it's like a Genesis does. There's a syllable Nintendo. or something don't. All right, it's
1: close. Yeah, I get it. But you know what? Hey, fuck it. I was like, yeah. you know, I was like 11 or 13, somewhere in there. And I was like, fuck yeah, it doesn't. Give me <laughs> Sonic the Hedgehog. I'm into it. Oh, so you were a Sega guy? I was a Nintendo
0: guy through and through.
1: I had, I had them both. I've, I've had. Oh, in really? My house today. Ooh, wow. Yeah, I started off Nintendo. Mr. I went to Sega Genesis. And then I now I have two PlayStations in my house. Not to fucking brag or anything,
0: Mister Four Stars. Not worried about loading up the gaming systems. Had them both. I remember like having the Sega controller, too big for my paws. I remember going to a friend's house and playing like Earthworm Jim. I think was was a game. <laughs> a game <of> that <laughs> right, was yeah? just like no good. But the feeling of I think I think we just talked about this on a pot or maybe we were talking off pot about it. Um, but it was. Uh, that feeling you had when you went in on a Friday, probably before TGIF, and then yeah. like your parents were just like, All right, you each can rent one game. It'd be me and my brother, and it'd be like, Holy shit. The yes. worlds are always. Because, like, much what you're talking about, like the boom of it, there was just like games were just flying out, and they weren't like big campaigns. You would just look and you'd just be like, you couldn't hear about these games. Like you'd have Nintendo Power magazine or something. You're just like, oh, I gotta play this. This is like, I gotta play this. And sometimes yeah. you toss okay. the dice and lose. You like get it. You plug it in and be like, uh, can we play your game? Like my game fucking sucks.
1: This sucks. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that was the worst feeling. Is when you got a game, and you're like, <laughs> yeah, this blows. We didn't rent too many games. Ah, I'm trying to remember. I guess Blockbuster did have a whole section, but we really like the Blockbuster experience was going. We would get. There was a little Caesars right next, so we get pizza. We had little Caesars. Sticks. Yeah, pizza, yeah, pizza, bro. Yeah. Put that on the fucking nineties pizza, pizza. list. Yeah, this is a super nostalgia tip right here. Then we go in like we place the order because it was before the five. You know the you know the hot and ready. So take like five minutes. So You go in, drop your order, then you go into Blockbuster, which is right next door, and you do the loop. You did the new release loop, right? Yeah. Is this how you is this how you did it? Like on the outer rim walking starting at like a's and just walking through and we would do this thing where we would like collect them like oh that looks interesting that looks interesting and then like my like four star would be like like weighing the options of the two but like well we're only at like the 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 l's and the new releases so this one's getting cut because now i've got too many and i'm loading up right and then you just go and like have this like you know you finally crafting like oh i got to action maybe a love for mrs four star you know you got to balance it all out one for the kids
0: oh man! god damn
1: i love blockbuster
0: fuck i miss that feeling now you just have like every movie available to you like you don't like you'll stop halfway through oh right and also like did i get hit in the head or something were we brothers like am i brothers with you and we Dawes? like i all of this yeah. is sounding super familiar the little caesars down to the this is nuts Separated. The, the,
1: is that how you is that how you guys did your blockbuster? Oh yeah. yeah. I would love to. I'd love to hear from people. Well, cause how they experience blockbuster. So
0: shoot us an email at itmaybessportspodcast at gmail dot yeah, com. Let us know what your official blockbuster regiment was. How you did it. How you handled selecting yeah. what movie you're going to have that night. Because right, like a little bit, you wanted to get in your paws also. Because you know, movies ran out. They didn't have an unlimited supply.
1: That's the other thing too. That's why you. That's why you just started capturing it yeah. because it's like. Ooh, there's only one of these left, but I don't know what's outs- is out there. Yeah. So I want to grab this one copy of uh, you know, fucking Forrest Gump yeah. and I want to make sure that I can, you know, hold on to it. Absolutely, bro. Love it. I love it, bro. Uh,
0: love it, man. Um all right. We'll say that whole exchange from going to order your two pizzas to picking out the movies to getting the movies back home, the game, I'm going to say that all took about 95 minutes. I'm gonna give you 95 points, bro. Ooh, all right. Um My number one spot, I'm going with land aligned telephones. Whoa. I like
1: how you threw extra syllables in on it. Land 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 aligned
0: telephones.
1: Telephonos. I like it.
0: (laughs) Uh, All right. So, this is a little bit ongoing, one angle, how less technology was better for certain reasons. Here's my sell on this. Tell me, bro. You couldn't flake. Flaking is an ep- epidemic now because you can all, always text like right beforehand. It used to be if you had to cancel plans and those fuckers already left the house and you try to call their phone and they already left, like, you better go fucking meet them where you're saying. I don't ever remember not meeting somewhere at a place that I said I would be at because that would yeah. be insane. People would be like, I thought you were dead because it's right. like you can't. You can't. Right. There's no other way to call. Uh, there is the. I like kind of the excitement in high school of, like, the phone Regan, and maybe it's, like, the girl you're interested in or something. Like, maybe she's giving you yes. calls. Yes. Yes, bro. The butterflies of calling her place, and then her dad answers just like, hello. And she's like, hey, is, is Becky there? It's just, like, kind of all that, like, just that ugh, that feeling in your gut. And yes. I will also go with being off the grid wasn't a figure of speech. You could be. Now, if I fucking text you, if I text, Brandon a text most awesome. I'm like, what's going on? And then it text me back for an hour. I'm just like, what's going on? Where are you? Sir, cause right, I, right. I know you have a charged phone on you that just received right. this text message. Especially what
1: could be more important than this text <laughs> right now. Especially
0: when there's multiple threads. <laughs> That's a funny like this is kind of a subset of everything. But there's multiple threads and you text somebody, but you see him poke up like an answer or something or like respond like another thread, it's just like motherfucker. You better, you better re-review all those text messages you just got <laughs> right, in because you're right. leaving me hanging in the air.
1: You better have other threads that I'm not aware of that you're, like, having to hash out and just kind of prioritizing it. Yeah. Because, yeah, it's crazy. Now, that's funny. The Really where you fucking drilled me on this one is the, the Friday night. Like, once you got to the age where, like, friends were calling other friends, yeah. like, I can imagine, I must imagine that our house went from, like, call volume of like Thursday, Friday, Saturday, maybe like seven or eight phone calls a night. Maybe somewhere in there. I don't know. That might even be high. Maybe it might even be three to five. Yet. Maybe in three to five or maybe even just one to two. I'm not even sure. Yeah. That baseline, right? Sure. Then
0: like. I'm setting the over under at two and a half. I just decided. Two and a half. That's a good one. That's a good
1: one. Then me getting into like late middle school, eighth grade to the ninth grade and 10th grade. And then senior, sophomore, junior, senior in high school, boom, call volume yeah through the fucking roof, dude. 30 calls a night. Like, just boom,
0: boom, 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 boom. Three-way calling? How about that blows your mind? Yeah, right? Shit, fucking call waiting, like the clicking. The click on there? Oh, calling back and it being busy? Oh, man, I can't even kids these days, bro. Kids these days don't even know. I will say the last thing I do, like, is... I did want to flag a little bit. I like the flat fact you could be off the grid a little bit. I like if you tried to call me and I wasn't home. I'm not there, so just get over it. Like whatever the thought yeah. was, whatever was urgent, like figure it out, or you'll see me tomorrow. Right. Or and now it's just like everything. So if I emails on phones, that's we lost the war there, brother. We lost the war. Yeah,
1: right? yeah, yeah. Or and like not even that. Like also too, like the disappointment of like oh everyone's already out and I'm trying to call find where they are and it's boom 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 you go down like your phone tree and you miss everybody and you're like that's it I'm an outcast now Yeah, this is it I will just have to stay here with my oh thank god for TGA Friday and fucking blockbuster video and pizza at least there's a little savior here
0: fire up this fucking Tom and Jerry video game let's see what I got here (laughs) because ain't nobody returning my calls that's true like the nerve wracking of like if you did call a girl and like you left a message with like her like her brother or dad or something it's just like did they give that message to her? Did they not like – I can't call oh, back yeah. again. Like that little chess move right there, like I can't call back, like knowing like when you can call. That's that's wild.
1: Bro, I had – I was at my buddy's house in like fifth grade, and he was talking to a girl that I was listening on the other end of it, yeah. right? And the like the kitchen phone, and he was like trying to pull out of her – leslie edwards if you're out there remember this yeah my boy my boy charlie was pulling out the information if she liked the little one most awesome and she did then we hit up his mom because she was gonna call me at my house Mm -hmm. to fucking ask me like hey can we go to the carnival together or the fair together and then so fucking charlie's mom hops us in the car scoots her ass over drives down to my house gets me in there phone ringing boom grab it yeah hey hi then i gotta play it all coy like what oh hey hey leslie what do you call me for oh of course i would love to boom that's how you fucking did it that's how you love connect baby got it
0: done um all right brother with that i'm gonna give you victory that little story just like i don't this was heavy on both ends there were a lot of winners here today yeah mainly the pod audience congratulations that was a fun jump. Uh, real fast, I'm gonna rapid fire just through my constellation bracket. Uh, mm. Super Soakers, Legos, Nerf, Snow Days, Learning to Drive, mm. Twelve CD Changer, Magnolia, Michael Jordan, and first, oh, first beer. Can't believe I didn't read that. Fuck nice. Yeah, getting drunk. 90s, Console bracket. Let me work. let me hit you. It,
1: the mu- all the music, great music, grunge, hip hop, pop, even boy bands, girl bands, sure. fucking great. East Coast versus West Coast oh, rap. Yeah, Tell oh, me yeah. where you who you repping, B. I'm a West Coast guy.
0: Oh, I'm West Coast AF bro.
1: There you go. Carmen hot. San Diego, the game yeah. and the show. <laughs> yeah. Do it, Rockapella. Uh, blockbuster little caesars high c sunny d capri suns they thought it was safer than soda Fucking, we are all charged oh, up that's... On that shit oh, i, w-
0: I want to bring up food pyramid full of shit carbohydrates just shove them in your face <laughs>
1: right right oh it's good it's bread it's, <laughs> <cool as laughs> it's good it's a base uh chat rooms on like aol oh,
0: yes I'm fucking
1: deep Uh, I'm going to go a little on the local tip right here. Bill Bonds, Kelly and Company, Mort Crim. Remember when local news was like the most important news that you got? Oh, yeah. Not fucking CNN or Fox or any of those other things. Barry Sanders, Fat Five, Red Wings, Hockey Town. Remember making, taking the paper bags from your mom's groceries and making the covers for your school books and then drawing the art all over that? Oh, yeah. Do you remember that fucking shit? Yeah, yeah. And making the fucking Stussy S? Oh, yeah. Holy Didn't
0: realize shit. that S had a name, but I immediately knew what you we were talking about. Uh, all yes. right, we definitely gave the victory to the ride guy, the Constellation Bracket, bringing the heat. Uh, all right, brother, we're up against it, as we always are. That was such a That's good right. time. Love the 90s. Fucking walking around Ass the park, the my friend. Uh, all right. M.A. Parenting tip. Bring us to the jam. I love when you call me
1: pop, uh. Throw your hands in the air if a true player. I love it when you call me pop, uh. to the funny, like uh. All right.
0: M.A. M.A. Parenting tip. Uh, Vitiligo. Why are we talking about that this week?
1: Uh, it's funny that we got let in by an East Coast rapper on that one too. We did. I just want to put that out. Yeah, exactly. Uh, vitiligo. We're talking about that because uh, Camishet had a little has a little spot of vitiligo on our elbow. For those that don't know what vitiligo is, it's basically a discoloration of pigment, and sometimes in kids and young ones, or or in adults, basically what happens is like. They're not really 100% sure, but basically it can be result of a lot of different things. But basically the skin cells attack the pigment and it just gets discolored. Yeah. Right? And so if you get tan, it gets, you know, more, uh, you know, showing than others. But basically it's just kind of empty of, of color. And so she has it on her elbow. And now she's in kindergarten and during the summer, especially they're wearing, you know, she has her little uniform and it's a collared shirt with little short sleeves. Some of the kids start to notice and ask questions or maybe kind of think it's something weird or different. And the focus and spotlight now becomes on this little five-year-old of, hey, I've got this little thing and I'm different than everybody else. So how do I handle this in my my little five-year-old universe?
0: Yeah, so what, um, is this something that, it you can kind of grow out of it, it's just lifelong, it's like a mole or whatever. Can you get it removed, like, or is it just kind of like it's part of the setup, or it's something that eventually just kind of fades away? Yeah, uh,
1: there's you can try, especially real young like she is. You can kind of, and we have like some like a steroid cream and like another ointment that we we go every other day and kind of do that on our arm. And basically, what you're just trying to do is like reinvigorate and energize. The skin, yeah. you know, uh, you know, the cells in, in there and just kind of reactivate the pigment, if you will. But sometimes it can be lifelong. Our, the One of the pod fathers, Joe Rogan, has vitiligo on his hands. You've seen uh, runway models, you know, with disparity in color in their skin. Um, people have it. I think that's what Michael Jackson – oh, this is weird for the parenting tip. Ignore that. We're going to leave him <laughs> out of this. Fair. But he's had it too or claimed to have it as well.
0: So what's the – oh, uh, go
1: ahead. What do you got? No, no, no. We'll, we'll ask, away, ask. Away. Yeah. So,
0: um, what's the? It seems like you know, Through all the parenting tips and everything, and just kind of knowing you as like a man and a father, like it's, it seems like you try to find the or do find the positive on how to spin this because I'm sure. sure I'm sure it's like a balance of, you know, you don't want your daughter's feelings to be hurt, but it's almost like kind of taking away the chance of that to be happening and spinning is just like it's it's not about like toughing it up or tough skin, but I mean, what's the conversation like? Where like people, hey, people are gonna notice this, like yeah it might give you shit about it, Don't worry about it,
1: well, and it's one of those things where we kind of we didn't even address it really. We really didn't say anything, and she brought it to us, not like, hey, she was kind of feeling bad at it, and we you know we obviously try to take that and be very matter of fact of it, like we explained to her what it is, yeah, and like do you know what Vitiligo is, and you can tell if somebody asks you what the question is, you can tell them what it is. And then we really took the opportunity to talk about differences, right, the differences between you and other people. Uh, Dr. Mrs. the Commission really, you know, took the reins on it, and she kind of made it like a let's make this something that's cool and unique. Like, everyone has something different about them, something special. And if you think about it, like, what's so, what's so weird if your skin's a different color? You know, that's all it is. It's just your skin. On the inside, we're all the same. And yeah. it's and it obviously speaks to a larger kind of, you know, uh, societal context you know, debate that's out there, or questions that are out there, or how people view other people that are different, um, and you're you're just kind of looking at it in, as a way of like, you know, people have different hair color, eye color, skin color. We're all the same. We're all people. We're all good on the inside. It doesn't matter what you look like. It's a matter about who you are. And in fact, I think that that's really cool. They kind of she found a way to make it cool and says it almost looks like you got hit with paint on your elbow, kind of like yeah. Pfft on your elbow and then she kind of laughed and thought that was funny. And then they have this little thing where they go back and forth to each other. And also she kind of normalized it as well too. Dr. Mrs. the commish because she has like a little tea stain on her neck you know, a little pigment on, and one on her belly. And she's like, see, I have it. It's no different. I'm, you know, it's just matter of fact. And so we really, even though we are trying to treat it and fix it, we're trying to make it as it's matter of fact and it's no big deal. And it's just something that's unique about her and different. Um, and it's one of those things. I think when you find those moments is with your kid not to feel like oh those kids should be you know being mean to you you really should just focus in on well this is what it is this is a matter of fact if you had a mole on your face or a birthmark on your cheek that's just what it is you're just unique and and not everyone has something exactly like you but that doesn't matter because everyone's different but it's all about you on the inside not the outside
0: yeah great stuff brother yeah cool um. Yeah. This is the last thing I would want to loop in, and maybe this is like taking a step too. F- it's a step too far. But okay, let's say there was like a bully situation, and I, you're probably, you know, as your daughters get a little bit older, maybe you'll like come into that. What's your right. plan of attack? Have you thought about it? Like, do you talk to the teacher first, and then like try to address the parents, or is it? I mean, obviously, it's got to be like case by case, but it's had to cross yeah. your mind.
1: Yeah, I think the The first thing is is just arm and and it is it is in these little events right like this because she had one girl who was like you can't play with me you don't have blonde hair yeah and she was like well that's silly I you know doesn't matter what color hair you have so it's I think it's taking those when you have those small little moments and just 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 fortifying it with your kids about differences and you know people not being nice to you and really just trying to build their confidence within themselves like. If you have something different, or if you're different, or if you like certain things that others don't, it's not that big of a deal. Just the most important thing is just doing what you like to do, right? Yeah. And if someone teases you for it, just realize that they are either jealous of what you're doing or they, they 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 are in some way they feel that they are less than or are not as good as what you're doing and they wanna they wanna diminish that from for for you. They wanna extinguish that joy from you. So if you like playing with L O L dolls, and they think it's stupid that's on them it's not you you know and you're really just trying to just slowly just build that little you know foundation up so when they do get to you know middle school and someone calls them dog-faced Austin and that they're not on a podcast
0: yeah. 30, you know,
1: 22 <laughs> years later fucking settling it and figuring it out you know what I mean?
0: oh great tie back brother uh, all right well uh, let's make this easy transition from talking about raising great humans to money lines Brandon a oh! corner bring us to the jam <laughs> we <laughs> All right, brother. uh, We got an email from a listener that wants to talk a little gambling, wants a little gambling tip. Not really a tip, just wants some answers. Uh, All right, the Kentucky's men basketball team just lost their home opener to Evansville, an unranked school. Which sport or league is by far the most fucked up when it comes to betting? Um, All right, so here's what I did. I... They're, they're all they're all fucked up in their own unique ways, but I did list out why they are each fucked up. And then if you insist on gambling like myself, uh, here's what you should look for to try to avoid falling in the pit traps of what makes the league so fucked up. Um, hop in whenever you want to, Most Awesome. I'll just take it from here. Yeah. Cool. All right. Um, so the NFL. So what's fucked up about the NFL gambling lines is everyone fucking bets on them. So they are just yeah. razor sharp. To a peak, it's just all this money is coming in. It's by far the most popular thing to bet in the U.S., and that just makes the lines. Whenever you just, whenever you have a you know a strong feeling about something, you're going to find yourself out on a limb just because like most of these numbers have even money on both sides.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: Uh, the NBA, um, NBA is tough because you got to really pay attention. It's um, it's load management. And, like, back-to-back-to-back to back to back road trips, uh, just some, they just fucking take days off. And yeah. no one targets it. No one tells Vegas. No one tells the bookie. It's just like, oh, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm not going to play my hardest today. Like, you, you've you all seen it. Like, you just watch games. Like, it's the league is famous for it. It's part of the pit trap of there being too many games. And that's another thing to look at. NFL has exactly the right amount of games. NCAA double right. college football, exactly right amount of games. Uh, just too many games in the NBA.
1: And it's it is one of those things where you have to factor in that variable, the schedule variable. Yes, is this team on a back to back, and the other ones on a day rest? Exactly. Versus not just versus looking at just these two teams, and well, they're a better team, or you know, so there's so much outside. And then you also really have to pay attention to the guys that are just going to be sitting the the DNPs for load management. That's a real big factor as well, too. And then you even have to just factor in, like you said, just guys are like up. Oh, I'm just I'm just not gonna I'm kinda I'm in third gear all game today.
0: Yeah, exactly. And there was like so exactly right. You have to pay attention to the schedule. And there's like on Tuesday night, like I was just looking at NBA lines and it was like Lakers favored by eight over Golden State. Golden State arguably, you know, the worst team in the league right now, especially with all the injuries, and it's just like that seemed like a really low number for Lakers at home and you dig in a little deeper, it's just like, Oh shit, Anthony Davis is sitting tonight. It's like that right. makes a difference. I mean the Lakers still covered, but it's just like you gotta pay attention to that shit. Like NBA yeah. is not like a shoot from the hip, like, Oh, I like this line, let's go. Uh, yeah, yeah. MLB I at the end of the day baseball games are just fucking coin flips there are a, the best team will over that grueling schedule rise to the top they seem to like kind of take over but on a game to game to game basis like just the way baseball's hit all that shit is just so random and there's zero home field advantage
1: and and it's even if we talked about with the NBA it even gets to like even more of a hyper hyperization of pitching you know, days off fucking, and there's 162 games. It's like, it becomes a a fucking quagmire to even shoot. Plus it's like, we're not a big, you know, you got the Astros stealing signs in the, in the playoffs. So it's like, you have that old shit that's fucking figuring out as well too.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, NCAA football. Um, so these are, you know, these 20 year old kids, whatever. I mean, that comes up with the age and everything. But the big thing to me about college football, which makes it, uh, fucked up to bet is it's just a lot of lopsided lines. It's just like, you know, Wisconsin two lane, Wisconsin by forty two points. Like what makes sense on here? Like you're it's almost like a different you're betting something kind of different than the actual right. like, you know, a uh, a uh, like a Browns Steelers game. It's just like all right, do I want them to cover forty two points or I think they, you know, are they gonna keep the foot on the gas? Like uh, do they have any chance at all?
1: Yeah, and it's one of those ones where it would I, I would I would just have so much like trepidation coming into like a a, a forty one point you know spread and being like holy shit that's seven touchdowns like yeah. are they really seven touchdowns better as really that's the ones that would I would just I, I historically have always just stayed away from it because it's like. I can't guarantee that anyone has seven sure. touchdowns better than that. You know, yeah. even if it's Alabama versus that, maybe they Nick Saban decides to pull all the starters at halftime, yeah. and let the the four string go at it, and they're up they're up three touchdowns or four touchdowns. You know what I mean? Yeah, so we're
0: thinking about it. It is fun. I'm not I'm not saying if you like the game. Oh, this like, is all fun. It's like, all fun. Like take take a team at 42 points and then just start a clock and it's just like, come on, get over game. Go, everyone take knees. Just get this game over with. Uh, All right, NCAA basketball. Uh, So this is a little bit like the NBA. It's just the endings of the games are so like hard to predict because it just turns into the fouling free throws versus three pointers by the other team. So you could easily have a team that you know is up by three, up by four, with like forty seconds left, and then it's like fouls, they hit their free throws, they're missing the other threes, and then all of a sudden you know they win by eight, and it's exactly the reverse can happen. A team goes in up by nine. team hits three fouls they're missing free throws on that end, and all of a sudden a team that's winning by nine ends up winning by two because it just kind of turns into a different game so my um i'm going to tell you guys how to gamble on these real fast i am going to give just because i think it's a generic answer to say they're all fucked up to bet i think the most fucked up to bet is the nba
1: yeah i i, w- I would agree with that I, I it just it's professional sports you're act you're, you're betting on them to be professionals and, it's, and right now, it's a weird spot in the NBA. It's hard to kind of get your your sea legs on a, on any given night for them.
0: Yeah, it's rough. Uh, so here's my real – you want my solve for each real fast, buddy? Oh, let's
1: lay it out there. Right, let's buddy. make these people some money, Brandy. All right,
0: uh, NFL, you're going to want to look at two-team teasers. Uh, teaser is adjusting a line. The most popular is probably uh, moving the line down by six on two teams, yeah. and then that's minus 110 to 110. So you just look for two, like uh, – six, seven, eight point favorites, get those down to like a healthy, you know, one, two point, and then just, you know, it's almost like a money line part line. Um right. MLB I like the so if it's a great pitching matchup, look at no runs in the first inning, which can Ooh. usually yeah, that can usually be like a little bit of a plus one thirty range. Uh it's to be close to even money. Or if it's uh just look for a team with dominant pitching with no bats. But you're still—that's still, still going to be in like minus 220, 230 range. So that's a little risky. Not advised. But if you just got the itch and you know it's a slow July, do what you do. Fuck
1: yeah, baby! I like it. I like a little. I like a little funky prop bet.
0: I like it. <laughs> uh, NBA. So here's my new NBA thing. So look who's favorite at the beginning of the game. Then if they're trailing by the third quarter, bet their money line to win the game. So you're just like. Like, if a team is favored by eight, and then they go into the third quarter down by, like, three or four, you're going to get that team close to probably, like, 160 to win 100, 140 to win 100. So just ride that out because 10-point swings, I can't express this enough, and you can tell in my voice I've been betting a little NBA basketball Happen so fucking Fast. <laughs> like, you just <laughs> you think a game is over. Like, it's just insane. Like, in the last four minutes, it's just like oh, yeah. swing back and forth by eight points a couple times. You just look at a couple games from last night that were nuts. Uh, college football, um, there is no solve for this. Click who you like and cross your fingers. Like, it is yeah. just like it's so unpredictable. College basketball, there's a first team to 20 bet. So, that'll give you a little better odds. So, I think a lot of times if you look and just like, I don't know, the Kansas Jayhawks are favored by. Whatever, twelve points. So that's gonna be you know, something that you just can't do, which would be like negative four hundred to win a basketball game, which is gonna be too risky. Right. You can't find something better, like first team to twenty points. And it'll be like if they're home, you know, like minus two hundred to one hundred and just like hope they get off to a fast start.
1: Yeah, especially against Monmouth where they blew him out last night. It's like, yeah, let's get, let's get on that one. Exactly, exactly.
0: Um, I thought you were going to go
1: for the NBA, the uh, over under on the LeBron James, Anthony Davis handshake at seven seconds.
0: <laughs> yeah, talk about that. Ridiculous. We had that much time. We do need to get a high. It just kind of takes away from all of it. Like, if you can kind of, it's just like, we're really focused on basketball. And I think, not to steal your quote, let's pay, play patty cake for a quick 30 seconds before we, like, tip <laughs> off this game. <laughs> Right, exactly. And it's insane how they have to remember all those. Uh, all right, guys, we're definitely up against it. What a pot! My Hot MVP damn. of the week is Marcus Pouncy. He could have easily been like, "This ain't Ben Roethlisberger. I'll just, I'll try yeah. to pull him off. I'll just like, <laughs> he's just like sticking up for his quarterback. That's my quarterback. That's my pot pod. partner. is my quarterback. That's my pot partner." Um,
1: very good. Uh, I was gonna go with Disney Plus, but we haven't signed up for it yet. The girls Ooh. are chomping at the bit, but oh, I, nice. I might give them next week. Uh, but I'm going to go with uh, one gentleman who's been on our podcast. I'm going to go with Coach Kiyoshi Harris, ICC. He was just recently named 2019 Kansas Jayhawk Coach of the Year. Congrats. His team went 8-2 and two this season. Good on you, Coach Harris. You said
0: Kansas Jayhawk Coach of the Year?
1: Uh, Kansas Jayhawk Conference. Oh, got it, got it. Excuse me. Yep. Yeah, sorry. No, no, thanks. Kansas Jayhawk that. Conference. He played for the. Coaches the uh, Independence Community College Pirates.
0: Look at that! Our pod back to just making great things happen. To anybody that joins. There you thought. go, guys. It's been the MAB Sports Podcast episode ninety. Closing in on that hundredth episode. I am Brandon. Why don't you sign yourself off? Most awesome.
1: Hey, audience. Let's go out tonight and get a little uh, little Caesar pizza. And a block mapster movie. Mm. <laughs>